Hey y'all, it's your girl Michelle and A, and you're tuned in to Christ Over Culture, the podcast for Christian millennials. I am so excited because we have mothers in the city in the building. Hey ladies. Hey. So we have Tori and Brandy. They are from the Mothers in the City podcast. Ladies, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. So let the listeners know of the Christ Over Culture family a little bit about who you are as individuals and who Mothers in the City is. So we are uh, two women really just spreading love, wisdom, and style. Uh, We both have teenagers. Uh, We're both single, but we both do a lot. We work. We raise our kids. We're always doing things in the city. And we just want to share with other women what it's like to do that and balance it all. So our podcast is going to be sharing a lot of information about that and just how to really enjoy the journey but balance it all at the same time. So Yeah. Yeah. Love that. And Tori, what about you? Tell us a little bit about kind of uh, how you and Brandy came up with the vision of Mothers in the City. Um, Okay, yes. Um, Me and Brandy came up with the vision with Mothers in the City. Um, One day I wrote her on Facebook and um, the idea came from God. It was a God-given idea. Before I do anything, I have to consult with God and make sure, you know, it's coming from him. This is what he wants me to do before I jump out and do anything. So when he gave it to me, I prayed, and I asked him about Brandy. And once he gave me the okey-doke on Brandy, it was good to go. I wrote Brandy, and she was all for it. Um, we kind of came up, came up with everything, talked about it, and basically, like she said, piggybacking off of what she said, it's, you know, it's to help other mothers and also other women as well, too, that may, you know, can piggyback from what we say with the mothers or, you know, mothers that's um, pregnant as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I can tell, you know, with you all starting Mothers in the City and being friends um, and being single and juggling all types of things, I'm sure that friendship, you know, over maybe the years or however long that you all have known each other. How long have you all known each other? It's weird. We became Facebook friends, I think, just, you know, uh, off a post or something like that. And then we just liked each other's posts. And I met, we actually, we met through a mutual friend. So probably we met in like November, Mm -hmm. October, November. It hasn't even been a whole six months (laughs) yet. But we um, met and we really hit it off um, quickly. We knew that God was um, the center of it. And so obviously when anytime God is the center of it, you can't you can't run from it so we had to just do what he was telling us to do yeah and I love the fact that you guys you know you just met really through a mutual friend in November and it just shows that it's not always the length of your friendship that matter but Mm -hmm. the timing of the friendship and the quality of it so let's go ahead and get into it and you know this this friendship episode can speak to your friendship or just friendships in general that you've had over the years as you've gone through changes in your life Mm -hmm. so my first question is in your experience or opinion what makes a good friend um what makes a good friend for me having um being the age that i am and going through friends for me what's making a good friend is basically being there when you're up don't turn your back on me or belittle me because God has brought you up before he has brought me up. Um, basically that's what's making, that's what's um, being a good friend to me is. And over the time that I have had friends, 
I didn't consult with God on God on those friends. I just, you know, took it into being me, loving people, and just taking it into my own consideration is, okay, they're my friend. But then as I got older, I'm learning the meaning of friendship. Like, can we pray together? Can we talk to each other about certain things? Are we going to be afraid? I want that friend that I'm able to talk to them about anything, not just the worldly things, but also um, being in Christ as well, too. And that's what being a friend to me means. So being a friend to me, um, two things. Obviously, there there has to be love in it. Um, anything that I do, especially at this point in my life, if there's not love in that friendship, then we're probably not going to get very far. Um, and then there has to be understanding. So understanding, like you have to understand that my life is super busy. But I promise you, if anything hits the fan, if you call me in the middle of the night, I'm going to be there. And I expect the same thing from my friends if they're able to. Um, there is a huge understanding in relationships, but especially friendships, because along in our lives we have different things that are going on. We may have a death in the family. We may have started a new career. We may have some financial issues. I mean, there's a ton of things that could be going on, but I think truly understanding that that friend serves their purpose and let them serve their purpose when they're supposed to be. So for me, I think love and understanding is, is well, what it means to me to have a good friend. Yeah, I can definitely relate to what you all said, because I think for me, um, a good friend has, is a type of person who can support you mm -hmm. and they, they it may be in a variety of areas mm -hmm. in your life you might have someone who's like a spiritual you know who can really pour into you spiritually or right. they have the finance you know right. savviness to really mm -hmm. pour into your life and so being able to kind of still say like yes this is my friend you're there for me I'm mm -hmm. there for you mm -hmm. it's mutual love reciprocated I think that that's what I found mm -hmm. most to be like my most like loving beneficial kind of genuine friendships mm -hmm. and yeah. relationships so um, Brandy, you had mentioned kind of, uh, you had alluded to some of the ups and downs that you experienced in friendships. And I brought the mothers in the city on the podcast because of where you are in your life. And um, I'm a single woman. And so I can only speak to my experience as a single woman and kind of even going through life's ups and downs, whether it's through family mm -hmm. sicknesses or moving and traveling, like how I've seen friendships emerge. So mm -hmm. I can speak to that but I love that you all bring a unique perspective as mothers and um, as you know either dating or married or having been in relationships right. so can you kind of speak to what are some of the ups and downs that you've experienced in friendships kind of over the years as you kind of gone through different uh, waves in your life so far Ooh. you want to go, you want me to go? <laughs> I'll let you go <laughs> You look like you want to share. Something. <laughs> um, what I have have experienced, I don't really like to use the word jealousy. I um I really dislike that word, but um, it's funny that you say that because a friend texted me yesterday and she said, um, and it really stuck to me. And at first, I had a blind moment because I was like, "What? Like, what are you talking about?" And she said, one thing I learned, don't mistake a poor with a relationship. And so I was like, can you elaborate on what they mean? And so she called me and she said that, you know, oftentimes 
we get in these friendships or relationships with friends and we pour into them and we help them along their journey. But then once they done got up on their feet and, you know, we try to reach out to them and different things like that, they don't, you know, we don't hear from them anymore. And I said, okay, what do you mean? And she said, you know, she said, God came to me and told me that was a poor relationship. And I was like, wow, like you are so correct because we have to learn the difference between pouring and being a friend. Sometimes God can bring a person in your life only for you to pour into them and help them along their journey, not for them to come along and be a friend. Mm-hmm. And see, that's me. I I have to learn a poor from actually a friendship because I can be pouring into them, but I'm also trying to make them my friend as well, too. And I have a big heart. I would give you the clothes off my back. But I have always ran into friends that I probably should have just been pouring into and leaving it at that, knowing that that's what God has told me to. That's my biggest issue. I'm always pouring and trying to make them friends. And then when I try to come back and check on them, they're not worried about me or whatever the case may be. Or another thing is me running an idea to a friend. I'm learning to just hush because there have been ideas where I have ran across a friend and I'm thinking that they're genuinely happy for me, but really they're behind my back sneaking and laughing and, you know, running off with my idea before I can even get the um, idea up off the ground. Um, I have been through so much with friendships that... (laughs) I can go on and on, but I'm just going to um, leave it at the poor um, relationship part. Just basically me pouring into friends instead of just pouring into them and leaving it at that instead of just trying to bring them on along as my friend as well. So I can still help them, but I don't have to bring them into my space, like help them from a distance and just leave it at that. Because one thing I have found, if you go to God and ask him about those friendships, you won't have to worry about anything. And see, where I'm at in my life, I'm learning to go to God about those friendships. So I won't have to worry about those heartaches or I'm checking myself and like, well, was I not good enough? Like, what did I do? Like, did I not meet any standards? Or is it because I have kids? Because when I first got pregnant with my son, I had friendships where I felt like as soon as I had him, then... It was kind of like distance. And, like, these were really, really close friends. And so as I heard God say, you're going to have to let them go, I kept pulling and pulling on, you know, trying to keep them as my friend because, like you said, I had been knowing them for so long. And I'm like, no, I've been knowing them for such and such years. And God is steady telling me, let them go, let them go. until so that one straw hit, and it just hit me in the face, and I'm like, wow. And sometimes it takes it. It takes for God hitting you in the face for you to wake up and realize, I told you to leave this friendship alone a long time ago. That's with friendships and relationships as well, too. So I'm going to end it there because I keep going, <laughs> going and going, so I give the mic over to Brandy. Wow. Well, that was, you know, the whole poor versus having, like, a friendship or relationship. Mm-hmm. That just really spoke to me. So yeah. that was an excellent That was point. for my friend, Sabrina. Wow, that's yeah. excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that was perfect timing for her to send that to you yeah. yesterday <laughs> to help, you know, really clarify and give you a definition of, of a friendship. But mm-hmm. for me, ups and downs in friendships, I mean, I think about the friendships that I have gone through from high school all the way up into now. And, you know, I have a lot of the same friends from high school, and um, but I have a lot of new friends too, especially into the, the 
area of my life that I'm going moving into. But I would say that ups and downs are going to happen regardless. You know, again, understanding that I'm in a different place in my life than you are um, and vice versa is a part of life. And so, you know, I think it goes back to the understanding part and just appreciating the fact that I know that that person is always going to be, if they're a real friend, they're always going to be there regardless. You know, if you're able to pick up the phone and call them and know that they're still going to be there and talk to you and pray for you and be there for you, then I think that that is a friend. Um, But over the year, I think one thing, two parts of my life, uh, as far as ups and downs, when I got pregnant, you really got to see who really yes. loved you for you. Um, and then the second part was when I got a divorce. I mean, everybody that was at my wedding was not, you know, a phone call away yeah. when it, when it, everything hit the fan. So there are going to be times in your life when you realize that those people that you thought were friends were not your friend or were not your loved one for that matter. So you've got to be really careful about who you let into celebrations, you know, because my daughter was a celebration even though I was 19. She was still a celebration in my life. My marriage was still a celebration. But when things hit the fan and I got a divorce, those same friends that were celebrating with me were not there for me when everything went down. So that to me is that down period where you've got to reevaluate and understand that, Some people just don't know how to handle a down period. They don't know how to handle a down period in their own life, let alone yours. So you've got to start understanding and just loving that person for who they are and understand they may just not know how to be there for you. Um, And so that's helped me along the way because I I really started getting angry about people not being there for me and not understanding what I was going through. But then I had to realize this is really my my thing I'm going through, not theirs. So, yeah. Yeah, um, it's so key, like, what you said about celebrations, because Mm -hmm. I think about my friends who um, are married and they have kids now, and um, it's just been amazing to kind of see them at those different stages. Mm -hmm. It's like, wow, like, I knew you before you were married, when you got married, now your kids are celebrating (laughs) their birthdays, and it really feels special to be a part of those life moments. Mm -hmm. And even in the down times, like, we've been there for each other, Mm -hmm. so... It sounds like for you guys, I guess those friends that were there for you, they understood what you were going through and they were a phone call away. Like, what did they do that made you say, wow, this is a person who's like really in my corner when you've gone through either celebrations or downtimes? What did that look like? I would say for me, a friend like that is they're going to call you. They're going to text you. They're going to say, hey, do you need to go to lunch or do you want to go to lunch or do you want to go hang out? I mean, those friends are going to make time just like in a relationship. If you're really interested in somebody and they're a priority, you're going to make time for them. And the people who do not make time, whether it's two minutes or two hours, those are the people that you kind of have to think about. Are those really my true friends? So I would say for me, like if you're making the time just to check on me or to say, hey, I'm thinking about you. Do you need anything, whether it's a prayer or a meal? Um, that's that's important to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically what Brandy said as well too. Um, that's how I was able to distinguish whether or not they was a friend for me. Um, even when I did distinguish that, I don't just let you go that easily. Like I still try to give you the benefit of the doubt, whether or not God done showed me um, who that person is 
I still try to give you the benefit of the doubt. Like, you'll have to cross me, like, five times, <laughs> which is bad, but I don't know. I just, like, like again, I still try to give them the benefit of the doubt. But um, a thing for me is when I, I moved so much, just trying to find myself, um, I knew exactly where I wanted to be, but, you know, still still being a mom, just still trying to find myself, um, balancing life, balancing life with kids and different things like that. Like Brandy said, um, some of the friends, I didn't get that call. I don't care if I moved 10 times. Like, if you're still my friend, I expect for you to be there, you know, for me. And that's the thing. I expect for you to be there because if they move, if Brandy moved 10 times, I'm still going to be there for her. So that basically, like she said, that's what that um, those were things that you know the Lord showed me. But I'm still like, okay, Lord, well, no, maybe I can just get on one more try. So yeah, yeah. Now, is it harder to have friendships as a mom or no? Yes, I say yes. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why? Yes, it why? is. I was. I'm curious. I'm like, I don't have any children, but I'm like. Wow, that seems like, you know, even you guys, I know you're busy. You have track meets. You have basketball games. You work. How does it, what happened? <laughs> I, you my I'm thinking I'm laughing at myself because lately I, for, I feel like I forget everything. Like I have to write it down and put it in my calendar and I may still forget somehow. And so it makes it seem like you're, for me, I feel like I'm not being the best friend that I could be. And I have a I have a lot of friends and I try to be there for everybody. If you ask my circle, you'll you'll know that they'll tell you I try to make it to everything that I can. And because I'm just I'm like that. I'm gonna show you love because I want it back. And so for me, I think just trying to remember, like, it's really hard to remember <laughs> everybody's things that are going on on top of what I need to remember for myself. And my daughter. And now that she's a teenager, she got a whole schedule of her own. So um, I think that that's what makes it harder as a mom is just trying to balance everything, remember everything, not lose yourself and enjoy everything at the same time and give God glory in the same all in it. Like it's a lot. Mm -hmm. And don't let you be in a relationship. What is that like? (laughs) I mean, you know, (laughs) Uh, basically, yes. Um, for me, over the years, oh, my goodness. I think I could have rather, I would have rather had friends that had kids. Um, I love my friends that don't have kids, but it's just my friends that have kids, they're a little more understanding. Basically, like she said, because I'm gone all the time. Like, I don't have no break. I just wrote on Facebook where my weekends <laughs> I don't get to sleep in. Like, I'm up at the crack of dawn. Like, I'm, like, up at the crack of dawn Monday through Friday. Um, Whether it's track practice, basketball, um, volleyball, um, my boyfriend and him coaching, or me going to support other kids. Like, that's the thing. Like, this past weekend, I actually had to miss a couple's retreat because the kids had something to do. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, I'm, I'm so used to being there that this was actually our first time missing it. And thank God some of them have kids and some of them don't. But the people that they are, and it, and it also depends on the people as well, too, because you cannot have kids, but you can also understand. And I believe that the people that they are, they're understanding, they know I love my kids. Like, if my kids have something, I'm sorry, y'all, but I I I got to go with my kids. And so they understand that. But that's something that I let people know up front. 
Like, y'all, my kids are my world. So I'm letting you know if something happened at the last minute, I'm like, okay, I can't, you know, I can't come. So that's the thing. It's kind of it's kind of nice having friends that don't have kids, but then it's kind of like, uh, I need those friends with kids so I can go talk to them about sports. Or like, girl, did your child do this? And, oh, my goodness, they got these attitudes and these <laughs> interest cycles. <laughs> <laughs> but then when I talk to my friends about it, like they know because they are girls, but it's it's just different. So yeah, okay. it's kind of in between. Okay, so how can we support our friends who are mothers? Like how? Just being there. Okay, even if you being can't be there, it's going back to just being a friend. Period. Just calling, like, hey, do you need anything? I may not be able to come. I can contribute. I can donate, or I give you y'all my love. Wish the kids the best of luck. Stuff like that. If you can't be there for me, just send me a text and say, hey, I wish Trey and Caitlin the best. You know, tell them to go knock them out the park or something like that. That's enough for me. Even my kids. Like, my kids are old to where you can text them and, you know, let them know. And they love that. So, if you're not able to make it, just send in a nice text message or a phone call. Mm-hmm. Let's us know, like, you're thinking about us even though you can't make it. So, yeah. 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 So, how important is having a tribe? around you to kind of manage everything that you've done so some people say like girl tribes or you know a community of people important what has that what role has having either a girl tribe or just you know a village played in your life in terms of having a community of friends and family oh it's important i'm telling you um me not being here from houston and not having no family all I have are my friends and my boyfriend and family. That's it. So by them coming together and like Brandy, she have to remind. I can be done say it's a certain thing and then she'll come back and she'll remind me. And I'm like, I said that. And she's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, yes. So I'm like, oh, okay. Basically, it's just keeping you up on your toes. And because, like she said, you forget so much that you like, I have that. But then when they come in and they remind you and they step in like, hey, well, do you need help? I can help you with this. Honey, that tribe is everything. Like, do you want to go out and, you know, go have happy hour or something? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Because you need that. Like, you need that. So for me, that's important. Like, I I, I can't get with nobody that says it's not important because you have 50 million things going on and like your brain is in overload. Like you need to get, you need a tribe that's going to tell you, okay, shut it down. Let's go, let's go do something, you know, to give yourself a break. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's very important. I think that tribe is important. Um, <clears throat> not only to help me evolve as a woman and as a mother, um, but also as a friend, but also my daughter, like my the tribe and the people that are around me, I want them to have an influence on her life. And I want them, I don't want her to only look at me as a role model or as a mentor. I want her to be able to look at everyone else around me. What are all the things that they're doing and how do they influence the community and how do, how do they get give God glory every day? And so as long as I have a, an amazing tribe around me, I know that she's going to be affected by it. So that's important right. too. Yeah. yeah, what role has faith played in your life? as you've gone through these different seasons and now where you are today looking back girl <laughs> faith has played a big role because your faith in god faith is everything for me because 
literally I would not be where I am today if it wasn't for me listening to God and stepping out on faith because I left Little Rock, Arkansas in 2016 with my last paycheck from Simmons Bank (laughs) and a scripture from Luke. Um, I don't remember what the scripture was, but I know it was Luke and something. And I read that scripture every day, even when times were getting hard and I cried at nighttime because I did not have my kids and, you know, just different things like that. And I'm like, what do I do? And everybody like, what you mean? You don't have your kids. Get out and kick it. But being a mom for so long and you like, I don't know what that is. Like, faith has brought me a long way. Like, I look back over my life and I'm like, wow, like, Lord. I made it. Like, I'm halfway where I'm trying to get to whether I help one person. I'll tell God that all the time. Lord, if I help one person, I have done enough. Like, that's my thing. I have done enough. I don't have to draw a big crowd. One person is, you know, fine with me because eventually in the Bible, they turn their backs on they turn their back on Jesus. So, I mean, why do I have to have this big following? Because it's not going to get me to where I'm, you know, where I need to go. So as long as I have God and my faith, honey, you can get anywhere. Faith without works is dead. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, you know, it, I'm trying to think of a, a way to really sum that up in words. Um, for me, my, I, I wouldn't be where I am, obviously, but to me, it's it's so much bigger than that. I think where I'm going is more so my faith in God right now. Um, I think about the days where I didn't know, you know, how I was gonna pay my light bill the next day. Um, my faith in God and or my faith in God when my daughter turned, you know, ten, and I was like, oh, this is getting real. Like, and I'm I may not financially be where I want to be, and she's going to college in eight years. Mm-hmm. So there's so many things that you could say about, you know, our faith in God and how it what it means to us. But you know, I think every minute of every day, as long as you're walking in faith in God your journey in life is going to go exactly where it's supposed to go. Don't lose that faith because if you, the the moment you do is the moment that the world kind of crashes on you and makes you feel like you can't be nothing or you can't go anywhere. So, I mean, everybody's going to have a different perspective, but once you can't put it into words, you know that you really have faith. Right. Yeah. Wow. So I know Proverbs twenty seven seventeen says, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another, or we could say woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just think about how my friends make me better, mm-hmm. and having God in my life has made me better, and I'm able, able to be a better person and a better friend because of that. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's like my goal is to be able to, like, reciprocate with my friends and be more be intentional about that and I'm not saying I'm perfect at all by any means but that's so important and so as we wrap up this podcast I'm curious to know from you ladies what impact have godly friendships had on your life um Tori I know you mentioned prayer you know having friends who pray for you that has been instrumental in my life um and as we leave, especially for those people who might be struggling with friendships, why is it important for them to invest and seek godly friendships or friendships that push them towards God and even um, a friendship with God himself? Mm -hmm. Um, I'll say um, that 
my godly friendships started really when I was around 20, 21. Um, well, let me say, they probably were there before, but I didn't really recognize it until around 20 or 21. Um, and they were my friends from church that I had just joined at the time here in Houston. And it was like an immediate warm feeling that you just can't explain like, wow, like this person is is amazing and I don't even know why. And then once you realize that it's God, you're like, okay, so all my, I want all my friends to be like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would say that to invest in, Invest in a friend that is def- that definitely has God in their lives, but has that light that they're shining every day in their walk. And once you find those friends and you have a whole tribe of them, your life will be elevated times a million. And you'll be able to feel it, and everyone else around you will be able to feel it. And if you have children, mothers, then your children will definitely be affected by it, which obviously those children will then take it into the schools and imagine how many people they will be affecting so it's very important that you invest in those godly friends. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, yeah, that's a big thing for me because when I'm going through something in life or just having a moment, like I may not be able to get out what is going on, but if I know that I can call them and be like, can you say a prayer for me? I'm kind of going through some things right now. And when I mean pray, I mean P-R-A-Y and not pray, like as in praying on me, P-R-E-Y, because you can get friends that you think are praying with the A, but they're really praying with the E, praying on you. So I look at it that way because people be like, oh, well, they pray. That My friends, they praying for me. Are they really praying for you or are they praying on you? So you have to be able to recognize that, and that's why my friendships are so important with them having a prayer life. And not all my friends may not be um, in God how I am, have their relationship with God. So one thing I can say my friends know about me is they're going to call me and tell me. They don't even have to tell me what's going on, but they're going to call me and say, can you pray for me? Or you know what? Matter of fact, they don't even have to call me and tell me to pray for them because when I go to sleep at night, I'm praying for them. Like I know that they are looking for husbands and different things like that. So I intercede on their behalf and I pray for them and I pray for their kids. So when something happened, I'm excited because I'm like, Lord, okay, you're moving. Mm-hmm. And so I want my I want the same thing for my friends as well too for when they you know connect with me and they like, "Man, like you did it." Like my friend um when I texted her and told her I had <laughs> No, I actually talked to her and I told her I had the job. And she was like, girl, and I um, had said a prayer. And I was like, God, please don't let it be long before they, uh, they give her an answer about this. <laughs> <laughs> about this job. And we had just talked about it. And what, Wednesday, I got the job, like, on the spot. Wow. So You got the job? Mm-hmm, yeah. Congratulations. So <laughs> that meant a lot, to, you know, to me because I did not tell her to pray for me. That mm-hmm. just lets me know that, you know, Okay, I'm thinking about my friend, and she she lives in Chicago, Indiana, Chicago, mm-hmm. and just to know that she sent up that prayer for me, and you know God heard it, and he, you know He made it happen. So I'm telling you, y'all better get those friends. Like everybody be like, why? <laughs> because like you need them. Like I just feel like everybody should pray, whether you have a relationship with God or not. You know, pray. 
put it out there so he can hear you. And, you know, it may not happen right then and there because you do get people, and I just want to say this, you do get people that be like, okay, well, I prayed to God and I haven't heard anything. Okay, what, I mean, what do you want? Because Daniel prayed to God, too, and he didn't move when um, Daniel, when he, when Daniel thought that God was going to move, and he ended up taking matters in his own hand, and it messed him up. And that's in First Samuel. So I don't want to be like Daniel. You just have to be patient because Daniel moved on his behalf, but God was actually coming. That's not when Daniel wanted him to. So, that you know, that's another thing about prayer. He's going to come, but just continue being patient. Yeah. 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 I'm so happy that you guys are here and you shared so much wisdom. Thank you. And, you know, if I may, I want to ask one more question because <laughs> this came to my mind as you guys started talking, and then we will wrap up for real. So I'm wondering, we have guys who listen to this podcast. So I'm wondering kind of from your perspective, how can a guy – be a good friend to a woman in your experience or what type of characteristics, you know, would you say like makes a good guy friend or how can men support women, especially like in our society and like be a good friend to us or be a good partner to us? What are some of the things that you would say to a man out there? Like this is what I found has been a good partner or a good way that men can support women. That's a good question. It's a loaded one, too. Um, good podcast. Thank you. <laughs> um, I would say from a from a male's perspective, um, to be a good friend to a woman is to I, I hate to go back to understanding, but understanding a woman and what they're what they may be going through, understand the challenges that we have. You know, not from their perspective, from but our from our perspective. You know, a lot of times we assume too many things and once that happens you treat me accordingly understand who I am and understand the shoes that I stand in on a day-to-day as a friend whether you're a mother or not a mother whether you're working you know as an entrepreneur or not or whatever the case may be just understand who I am first before you assume but and then that'll help you treat me accordingly you know showing me love and showing me loyalty uplifting me on a day-to-day basis because again friendships are about reciprocating so if I'm going to uplift you as a man and be loyal to you and show love to you as a friend then I expect the same thing back but I'm going to understand who you are first and understand what you stand for before I even begin that friendship yeah and I think a precursor to understanding is listening Mm -hmm. that's how you realize you know kind of who that person is yeah Mm -hmm. you hit it on the nail (laughs) (laughs) too many Um, for me um, that's why I say you hit it on the nail listening because Being out there and having God friends, I don't know. I connected with guys a lot, you know. Um, If you listen to them, they're going to tell you within just meeting them what type of person they are. And so your thing is whether or not, especially if you know that you're in Christ, and they're going to tell you whether or not they have a godly relationship with God themselves or not. Um, Me first off. I'd be like, do you know the God? Do you know the Lord? <laughs> I said, oh my God, my cousin laughed at me because we were at a event one day. She's in the sound booth. Uh, I don't know if you remember this. I think it was a Valentine's Day event, and it was a speed dating event. And I asked this guy, I was like, do you know Jesus? <laughs> 
like, she looked at me like, you did not just say that. Daddy. I was like, yes, I did. Yeah. I'm not playing in these streets. But yes, anyway. <laughs> I'm like, do you know the Lord? That's funny. <laughs> no, because did, I think <laughs> if you put that out there, then that's a part of the friendship you can add on to. And mm. Like, you know, those are things that you are able to talk about as well, too, because you you just want to be able to relate, not just mm-hmm. relate on things that's of the world, mm-hmm. but relate on things that's of Christ as well, too. And so that's my thing. Like, don't get me wrong now. <laughs> I love me some trap music and I'm going to cap on you. Like, as the young kids say, as my son say. But then I also may reverse it and be like, you know what? That is not of God. Like, why are they doing it? And so I feel like he should be able to time in it's basically basically like having a balance it is okay to talk about you know jesus and you know what he stands for and then it's okay to you know reverse it and go over and talk about what's going on in the world like it's basically having a balance in in a friendship also as well as in a relationship as well too so it's all about that balance like it's not gonna kill you if you believe in jesus cool Okay, but if you don't, that's still fine. Like, I mean, that's your choice. But if you be around me long enough you <laughs> and what I go through and you see and what he does for me, then you're going to be like, okay, let me let me get to know who this guy is, this, this person we ain't never seen before. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's all about, like, just listening. The guy listening to you and you listening to a guy, like Brandy said, not assuming anything. Like, don't assume anything. Don't look off social media either, because you really ain't going. <laughs> we can make a lot of assumptions off of social media, and a it's lot. like not even <laughs> like half the. And that's why we get disappointed sometimes because yes. we think somebody's one way, and then girl, and then you get the noise mm-hmm. like no. you know, start asking questions. You're like, oh no, that's not you. Okay. <laughs> But you was like that on social media. That is social yeah. media. <laughs> yeah, you can curate that. You yeah. Curate mm-hmm. that. <laughs> so, ladies, where can we find you guys, Mothers in the City? Let us know if people want to hear your podcast and learn more about you. You can find us on Instagram at Mothers in the City. That's M-U-V-A-S-I-N-T-H-E-C-I-T-Y. Sorry, so long. Uh, we're on Facebook as well as Mothers in the City. And then SoundCloud and uh iPod, iPhone, Apple, all oh, that. Apple Podcast, yes. <laughs> Let me find my words real quick. Um, and then we also upload ours to YouTube as well. And we also have a Twitter as well. Too. Oh, yes, I forgot about Twitter. And um, we also have a website that's www.lovesinthecity.com. You can check that out as well, too. And I think that is all our social outlet but if you go to instagram we have a link tree and it has everything how you can find us yeah that's awesome well i just want to take a moment to celebrate you ladies as mothers as women as people who are out here killing the game you know going after careers taking leaps of faith and moving so i just wanted and doing that sleeping off yeah i mean and just and looking fabulous thank you like we appreciate you we celebrate you thank you awesome and congrats on your thousand followers thank you thank you i'm like wow it's crazy that i knew god had a plan and it's like as long as god is pleased Mm -hmm. you know you seek ye first the kingdom of god and all things will be added unto you Mm -hmm. and so i 
I just think it's such a blessing. I'm glad that people see value yes. in Christ over culture and they're hopefully growing in their relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. So, and then I hope they actually get to know you and don't let Christ over culture scare them away. Yes. Because you're a great person and you're basically open to help others as well too so thank you for that oh thank you thank you well make sure you check out mothers in the city as always you can follow christ over culture on instagram at christ over culture on twitter at christ over culture and on facebook at the christ over culture podcast visit our website check it out we have tons of information for you and resources christoverculture.com i love you and we'll see you on the next podcast bye Bye.